0: You are now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Men Podding. I am your host, Ahmad. Here are my co host Steve, and together we make The Last Men Podding. Steve, how the fuck you doing this week?
1: Hey, man. In the great words of young thug, my career about to blast like bubbly, you know? Um, and when the, when the podcast blow up, please, young ladies, if you're listening, don't at me if you ain't nasty. Let, do, do not do that. That's not a good idea for you.
0: Yeah, because, like, we've been working all day. Like, you can't yeah. you can't just at me and not be nasty. Like, bitch, I, I've been yeah. working. Like, I'm, I'm not trying yeah, to work a lot with you.
1: No. Like, and all, all you bitches that left before shit got blow up, don't hit my phone now. Like, especially because, you know, Amaz yeah. made and, 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 clear. Hit phone. <laughs> yeah, well, a couple weeks ago you said all the bitches ugly anyway, so you not want to hit your phone.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell them what it is. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, look. Steve has moved on to better things, bitch. Like you should do the same. <laughs> let's let's just jump right into the podcast here. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Is a lot of shenanigans going on as per usual. And uh, we, you know, I always just. I might need to start starting the podcast off by giving a shout out to all the people that give us shit to talk about, because otherwise, me and Steve would just be talking about our philosophies all life. But you niggas keep this shit interesting, you know. um, A lot of people are jumping into new lanes; they're trying new things. There's, uh, Steve said he's feeling a different energy out in the world and I, I feel the same way. Like it there, there seems like there's a lot of new beginnings and shit going on, but some of you need to realize that your new beginnings might not be where your destination is gonna be. And I think Adrian Peterson found that out last night, um, courtesy of a right hand from LeVeon Bell that uh that that shut his brain off for a couple minutes there. Did did you did you see that highlight, Steve? Adrian Peterson's out here boxing now?
1: I saw the highlight, like, um, you know, it's funny, we were talking about uh, Nipsey also a couple weeks ago, talking about cream them punks, I think that's what Nipsey meant, like, when he said we cream them punks, it's just like, he just got hit in the face, and like you said, his whole body got shut off, which, you know, and I'm going to say this real quick, man, it's kind of sad to see, because in my opinion, Adrian Peterson is one of the best running backs of all time, like. He's definitely the best back of my era. Like, watching him as a kid, it's like I'll put him up there with, the, you know, all niggas are going to get bad, but the it, I'll say it. Walter Payton and Barry Sanders, those type of guys. I think if you watch him run, man, like, he had that great balance of power and agility. And he was great in his time. So to watch him get knocked out like that, fall from grace, man, it's, it's pretty sad.
0: Well, I think it's, you know on one of the first episodes of the podcast, we talked about athletes when they age to a certain point, you know, what's the next destination for you in your career? Like, you know, are you Ric Flair trying to, you know, still do wrestling matches in your seventies or are you just, uh, Shannon Sharp, you know, in your garage benching, (laughs) you know, amounts of weight that the average man couldn't even fathom, but you know, you're, you're not out here playing, but, there's like a fine line with it like where like you don't want to let your athletic ability completely stay dormant and you know that competitive spirit that these guys have to have being that they've gotten to the NFL and you know like somebody like Adrian Peterson hall of fame level yeah. athlete I don't know if is he in the hall of fame already or No, no, he just retired.
1: You got to wait like five years to be eligible. But I think he's going to be a first ballot.
0: Yeah, so, you know, first ballot (laughs) Hall of Famer, I think it might be hard for somebody like that to just sit down. So you start thinking second career. And boxing has been a polarizing sport these last couple of years with all of these, like, you know, celebrity boxing matches. And, um, I, I, you can't even call some of these people celebrities. Like I don't even know what the fuck Jake Paul does. Like I don't know what he's famous for. I, I know he's a YouTuber, but he, I've never seen. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, I've never seen any of his shit on YouTube. But I'm just saying I don't know what he was doing on YouTube to make him famous. But I, I like like, like the the Jake Paulification of boxing is something <laughs> that it, you know it disappoints me because I'm a casual boxing fan, but I, I like to you know. Watch, you know, the mid-card fighters sometimes and, like, really try to watch all of the top-tier fighters when they get a chance to fight. But it seems like those fights are few and far between. And now what boxing is is, like, these celebrity boxing matches. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, let's get these washed athletes in there or let's get a couple of YouTube people in there with a basketball player. Or let's do, a like, somebody that got drummed out of the UFC. Let's get him to get come get knocked out real quick. And, you know, it's, it's just a little disappointing what boxing has become in, in
1: 2022. It's a caricature of what the sport is and what it's supposed to represent. I mean, when you look at it, like, and this goes back to the disrespect of the sport, like, for you to just hop into it. I, I mean, I guess if you need the bag, cool, you know, because Brandon Marshall was talking about how he wanted to fight Deontay Wilder and all that. It's like, come on, man. You can't beat up no Deontay Wilder. You have, you don't have a chance. <clears throat> people understand, man, these boxers have been training since they were like 14, 15, like Muhammad Ali started when he was like 14. I mean, we all know Mike Tyson, like his life has been boxing and it's like to watch the film and all the things that you need to do to put in to be a, a great boxer. Like it takes a lifetime. Like these people are dedicating their lives to boxing you you're just gonna hop in at 40 years old and be a boxer like that's ridiculous
0: well i i think it it you know it comes down to really jake paul gets the blame for this or whatever paul it is i know it's one of the i think they both box but um they both think, box yeah. I, I think it comes down to that floyd and connor mcgregor fight because like like connor well let me get this point out real quick All right, yeah, like connor mcgregor was top tier in UFC, you know, first double champion and all of that, he okay. got into the fight with Floyd, and a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, Conor can can box with Floyd and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, Floyd was, re- I think he was already retired at that point, you know, definitely older and all that, but Floyd is arguably the best boxer of all time. I don't care how good Conor McGregor is at, at MMA. He did not have a chance in that <laughs> fight, but people believe that he did, So it's like one of the highest selling pay-per-views of all time. I think Jake Paul and those guys, they saw that blueprint of somebody coming out from outside of boxing with an amateur boxing background would be able to make millions and millions of dollars in boxing because of their celebrity, which Conor McGregor was able to do. And that's why you have, you know, last night it was two running backs fighting, Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson, because they have name, they have status, and they can get in there with boxing. But <clears throat> boxing isn't something, like you said, that you can play. It's not something that you can approach at a serious level if you haven't been doing it since you were a kid. You're going to get in there and get, get hurt by somebody. And um, I don't know what the right word for it is, but like, the, the sport is being diminished. Like, like through through some of this stuff, I think.
1: And I don't want to sound like a hater too, because I'm a, I'm a capitalist, pure, pure thinking through. Like, I want these guys to get their money, so you know. But I think even when we look at well, the at, thing,
0: at this point, if anybody thinks that we're hating on somebody's <laughs> hustle, it's like we're all about yeah. everybody getting the money. That that goes without saying on any topic that we're talking about, because we're we're here yeah. to get the money too. Like, get yeah. your fucking money, Adrian Peterson. If it if you gotta get punched in the face for it, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just talking it, about like the idea of boxing in general.
1: Well, because that's the thing, and you know, I, I'm an artist, so I always talk about the art form. Like, even when I'm talking about some of you rappers, you know, ain't nothing personal. I know, you know, I talked about a female rapper a couple of weeks ago. It's nothing personal with her. I was just talking about the art. I think with the, even the thing with Connor, like. Connor had some sort of combat sport experience. So I think it's a lot different than just taking a guy who, you know, feels like, oh, cause I, I'm a tough guy. Cause I get hit with pads on and then just put him in the ring. You know, you gotta have more respect for the sport than that. But like you said, you know, some certain cats, they just, they need that look right quick. So you can't really be mad at it. It just is what it is.
0: Yeah. It, you know, I, but I think there has to be easier licks than uh, <laughs> there has much than, than, easier than, than licks. getting punched in the face at then, damn near 40. Not,
1: and not to cut you off, too, I was saying that about the T.I. thing that, you know, because we did, you know, and maybe you'll do some underground or, you know, some bonus clips or whatever of the shit that didn't make the cut. When we were doing our pilot episodes. I was saying that about T.I. trying to do standing up comedy. Like, there has to be easier licks than you... You basically go out on stage and get punched in the face not know what the fuck you're doing like. So, so I don't know, maybe there's not easier licks. So,
0: <laughs> well, that makes me think of another thing then. Is it... Maybe the question that we're, we're trying to ask is, when is it too late to try something? Because with some of these things, it's, you know, like, Herschel Walker... Um, he did MMA like when he was like forty and fuck some yeah, people up.
1: Um, he said that he said that his body was better like doing the MMA stuff that um than it was when he was playing football. Like that, that like that's the type of shape that he got in doing that.
0: Yeah. So like Her- Herschel Walker started doing MMA in two thousand eleven, and Herschel Walker was born in nineteen sixty two. And he had a uh, 2-0 record, two wins by knockout. He's all, But he's also a fifth-degree black belt. So I, I think that's the difference with some of this stuff where somebody like that, like he's a, you know, was a amazing athlete in the NFL, but he's a black belt on top of that. So him going to do MMA at 47 wasn't as much of a stretch as if I don't know what Adrian Peterson's background is in boxing or what Le'Veon Bell's background in boxing is, but it seems like, I don't know. Like may, Maybe you niggas can just do whatever you want and, and we just yeah. take the entertainment. May, may, yeah, may, like may, maybe said, that's what it is.
1: I, I, I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, we had a debate a couple of weeks ago. One of the few debates that you actually went on this podcast about Ric Flair and you know I had to acquiesce and that, that's another great point of Herschel Walker being a 47 year old man knocking niggas out half his age in, in MMA so you know uh, hopefully these brothers are able to protect themselves and they're able to uh, show the sport some justice but hey do what the fuck you feel like doing that's the that, what's that the, the law whatever love is the law some shit whatever the fuck
0: yeah and, and, <laughs> and, and but speaking of doing what you want it says that Herschel Walker is running for, for senate in Georgia yeah. this year and this is not an endorsement because I don't know what the fuck he's he's running <laughs> on or any of that shit. But that whole idea of do what you want—the fact that this like like Herschel Walker is uh, might need to be recognized as like an American hero because he he's been in the zone since 1962 when he was bored, like NFL Dude. athlete, Pro Bowl level NFL athlete. Then he he knocked a couple people out in professional MMA fights. I guess he did some other shit in between. Now he's running for office. Like th- that seems like a fully lived life. Like I-, I feel like that's how you how you should live your life. So I take back my previous statement, Adrian Peterson, if you want to get knocked out, you know, do you, baby. Like that's that's what we here so, to do. Like you you got you gotta test your chin sometimes to see how great you are.
1: Herschel Walker is the black Dos Equis nigga. Like that sounds like a a fucking commercial, don't it? It's like he climbed might ever, <laughs> he climbed Mount Everest. Like he shot out the ops in Chicago. Like that motherfucker has done it at all. Like yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. You
0: you you can't you can't <laughs> knock that. And again, I don't know his politics or none of that shit. But I don't really care about anybody's politics. So I, I just look at him as a guy that's accomplishing shit and getting shit done. So. This is- um, but I do stand by what I said by, like, these type of fights are kind of diminishing what boxing is. Because even now, like, when you see someone like Francis Ngannou, the UFC heavyweight champion, he wants to fight Tyson Fury. And these are just gimmicky fights. Like, that's not, yeah. I don't think that's a real test for Tyson Fury. Like, of course, you, and he can get caught with a punch. But we know when it comes to boxing skills what he's able to do, and that's not a test for him. Like at, at a certain point, it's just money. And I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I shout out anybody getting their money. I'm just not gonna pay to watch it, you know. But I mean, De- Deontay Deontay
1: is a great fighter, and he wasn't a test for Tyson Fury. So
0: yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Deontay, <laughs> what, what does he have the most knockouts in heavyweight history? And he couldn't even something be. like that. He, he couldn't even get Fury done, so yeah, like, c- couldn't Ganu catch him with a punch? Absolutely. Anything could happen, but will he? Probably not. Most likely not, if it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I you all is a fucking warrior. You gotta respect him after that third fight. You know, whatever you conspiracy theorists want to say about it, like, that man, he played his part, and he didn't be supposed to in the, in the ring that night.
0: Do the conspiracy theories theorists ever take a break? Like, is there any—do they just accept sometimes, I, like, like, yo, he no. got his ass whooped by a superior fighter?
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone because, like, I don't have enough— uh, knowledge on that on that segment to fucking touch on whether they should take a break or whether they should <laughs> so. I not mean, i watched oh, the gonna... fight he, he
0: kept getting punched <laughs> yeah. in the face till he couldn't get punched in the face anymore where's the conspiracy <laughs> that that's all i'm saying like we all saw it we have eyes yeah he, he yeah, got punched yeah, yeah. in the face hard a lot yes and, like in yes. those rounds it, and, at a certain point you just couldn't oh. get up anymore yeah nigga, like, I, guy. i'd like to know what the conspiracy is though
1: like, you got to inform the masses that all of this shit is scripted.
0: I'm a, I'm definitely cynical about a lot of yeah. things. But I think there's a line, and the line is very thin between being a, a cynical person or a person that questions what's being presented to you and just thinking everything is scripted in a conspiracy. Like... You know, just taking that going back to that Tyson Fury uh Deontay yeah. Wilder thing, I don't know know how that is a conspiracy because we saw it, like we saw right. the fight. Like we saw his face get swollen and all of that. Like that's and a different ass really- Yeah, that like, he like sometimes I just think you get beat up because somebody's a better fighter than you. Like it Boy, it's clear that it, it, that
1: that part of it is clear that he was outclassed when it comes to skill. So you know, yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely what it was.
0: You know, we don't have any proof, so yeah. you can't you can't drive yourself crazy or just convince oh, yourself oh. of no, they they definitely they definitely fixed it was it was some bullshit. I know because of <laughs> this that, and he was blinking a certain way when he was talking to the press, like so, like you know, <laughs> you,
1: that's too far. It, but, you that, know, that's the level or? that
0: these dudes go to. They, they they look at his right pinky; it's moving. That's a well, that's that's a Masonic symbol. I'm alright, bro, you I, got it.
1: I, it, it like guys go uh super hard with the gematria. It's like he he was knocked down at four thirty-one seconds in the fourth round. He was born on September fourth, 19th. <laughs> 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 I, I I do like
0: to watch that shit sometimes just do, because of the level of like sleuthing that some of these guys go to. They're like, look, he was born during the, the, the octurnal equinox and that means oh, alright you got it bro Like, well,
1: that's how you want to spend wanna time say, this is the last thing I want to say about boxing though because it has always been you know one of those sports where like even back in the day where you had the mob run it where there was certain people who took dives and stuff like that like Sonny Liston was damn near work for the fucking mob like that's documented you know, it's documented that uh, they basically killed him and they insinuated that in a, uh, it's funny, like Ring Rains played Sunny Liston in a movie that no one ever saw, a, bi- a biopic about Sunny Liston. <laughs> so, you know, just like little stuff like that where it's like uh, you had certain people who were into the mob. Like, I don't know what would be, you know, that level of who controls boxing now, but there's always been a lot of politics when it has come to boxing.
0: Well, I think the problem with boxing now is just the, um... The promotions? Yeah, there's, there's too many promotions. Yeah. And, but there's also, like, that that idea of people saying, I can do that. Like, they watch it and they think it looks easy. They're like, yo, I, I beat some niggas up, like, where I yeah. live, like... I can get on TV and get, and get in there and box. And, like, they, they take the level of craftsmanship for granted. Yeah, and, and, like, that goes back to that Floyd and Connor thing. I think I think people took for granted how great Floyd is at what he does. And they considered that Connor had a chance in that fight. I'm like, Floyd's been in there beating world champion boxers with ease for for over a decade. And you think this guy that hasn't had a professional boxing fight is going to beat him? Like, no. Why would you think that? And I, I think that that comes to why you hear about something like Tycoon Weekend and Trey Songs offers Bud Crawford the fade, saying that he'll, 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 he'll beat Bud Crawford up to the point where 50 Cent said that he had to get banned from Tycoon Weekend. I, I don't know why people continue to offer these guys the hands like they don't do this shit for a living.
1: That was one of the worst ones where Mike had to whoop this guy's ass on the plane. Do you remember that shit? Yeah, just
0: playing with him, like, 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 <laughs> like, like you know. I, I like that B.D. Siegel quote. He's like, "Don't play with me. I'm dangerous. Go play with something safe. Like, like don't play with these guys
1: when you see them. Show respect." Mike was Mike was Mike was beating him up like a little kid. Like, like it's like you know how you, you know how you when your parents say no, don't do that. Like that's how Mike was like beat them. It's like they is like one of them jaws. Like, did I tell you this? Did I tell you? Like, like that, that should look like. But going
0: back to the Trey Songz thing, because like I find this funny that Trey Songz just happens to be like we all have that one friend that you know you can't bring around once the liquor and stuff comes out because they don't know how to act, and Trey Songz seems to be that guy where he's always getting caught in these situations. Where something bad is happening, like where in in this situation, Fifty Cent said last Tycoon weekend he crashed a wraith. This Tycoon he was acting crazy, wanting to fight. That's the Buck Crawford thing we mentioned. He said he wanted to fight and shit over the girls. So I guess maybe they both were you know going after the the same chick. Um, he broke some shit in his room, and no, nah, he can't come this time. He can't come next time. That's it. He's he's banished. Um and you know the, like Trey Songz is somebody that's always seeming to to be in this. Like, you know, he's he's been a he's currently being accused of sexual misconduct. A woman filed a $20 million lawsuit against him. Um, you know, Kiki Palmer has said some stuff about how he may or may not have made her uncomfortable at a music video shoot to the point where she had to hide in the closet. Um and, and he was in the closet? <laughs> Uh, so uh, you know there was that, and then now you, you have this situation where he's at this I guess Tycoon Weekend is some sort of party or some shit. I I, I don't know. It sounds like some shenanigans happen at Tycoon. Oh, uh, I remember like Snoop was dancing at some 50 Cent event, so I guess that is what that is. That is what
1: that was.
0: Like. Yeah, it's a party for tycoons, I guess. But um, okay, so. but like, what what do you think about like you know Trey songs? be it just being like this this junkyard dog like because th- this has to be the junkyard dog like th- this That's is the junkyard true. dog right
1: <laughs> i don't know the junkyard dog is a very specific deep and like i don't know what it is and what it's not it's one of those things you can't really define it i, it, I do wonder is there something about like r and b singers you saw this a lot with like 90s guys with like tyrese and you know Casey. um certain specific I, I you know even r kelly in certain degrees where it's like Beef with certain people, beef with rappers and stuff like that. Where I do wonder, is it one of those things where R and B guys have to prove? Because you kind of see it more with well, R and B guys than rappers, like more of the fists and cuffs. It seemed like, where it's like, damn, you, you're like, oh, you think I'm soft because I want to caress my bitch or whatever? Like, I, I do kind of wonder if that's one of those things where, yeah, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that does come up a lot with these R and B guys. It's like, yeah, I, I'm not a bitch just because uh, I hit a high, moment, was, like, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like we see it a lot with these guys, man. Like it, it almost seems like they got something to prove because they sitting there. It's like, oh, you think because I can't help but to wait? You think that I'm not gonna put the pause? You think it's sweet over here? Like, no. <laughs> like, well, I, I
0: definitely think it. I definitely think that's part of it with Trey songs because you know cause, Chris Brown, like yeah. Well, Chris, I don't know. Chris Brown is on drugs well i'll say allegedly because you know the video that was brother alleged, bad. but you but yeah, that, i mean i think everybody's seen the video of him allegedly doing coke in the club and shit like that so um when Chris brown has his makeup on he
1: looks about 50 years old <laughs> <laughs> well oh, i God. mean that
0: that's, that's 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 the new age bobby brown like he you know he's he's yeah. living that that rock star lifestyle bobby, that's another
1: that's another guy you know out of control got to prove that you know we bought that yeah. You know what I mean? We from Boston. You know, so
0: Well when you it's like, out I think about the history of R and B, they've all been wild niggas like like yeah, you know, like Cook, T- I mean. Teddy P, Sam yeah. Cook, um, Marvin Gaye. Like they were all yeah. in like there's a lot of wild stories out there about all those guys, um, you know, you can you can look up. So I think it's just it's something about like the people that got that yeah. gift to like sing and be the ladies man and something like they also got a, another energy <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like you, you, when you get that gift you get the other gift as as well but you just got to learn how to tame them and Trey songs clearly hasn't learned how to tame the beast because like when it happens this often the problem has to be you like it can't just be you're always just in the wrong place at the wrong time like there's the saying that if you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. But if you run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. And I think Trey Songz might be the asshole in this scenario. I mean,
1: it could be a little bit of both. You know, um, you're at these parties, these events. Uh, it's a lot of different energies. There's people taking drugs. is you know, you on drugs and you drinking and all of that. So, <clears throat> I mean, who knows? You know, I, I wonder why Mr. Bud Crawford is even in this. He's supposed to be somewhere training for Errol Spence Jr., ain't
0: he? That fight ain't happening. He's ducking the fade. <laughs> He's
1: ducking the fade. Oh, man, you out there partying. We want to see Errol Spence Jr., brother.
0: I don't know what he was putting in his body at the party. Like, because uh, Floyd used I, to be in the club drinking water, and then he would run home. But, so, you know, yeah, it, it, it all um, just depends on what your, di- your discipline is.
1: Hey, bud, stop fucking partying. In The great words of BDC will stop fucking partying. We need to go see that. Set that Errol Spence fight up. There you go, party. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but but I think that goes back to, you know, you got to enjoy this shit a little bit. But I think there's a, there's just the balance of, you know, having too much fun. Like yeah. you, you can Rick James yourself in some of these situations. You know, he said, they
1: said, Trey fuck the ball fucked up all the chickens, fucked
0: up all the chicken, huh? <laughs> so, give me a favor. Stop fucking partying. Yeah,
1: stop fucking partying.
0: And, 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 and the funny thing is 50 Cent said he was acting. He's like the R&B niggas was down there acting too gangster. And, and like, yeah, man, and 50 for 50 Cent to say niggas was acting too gangster. Cause like we've seen 50 like last year, just as recently as last year at a restaurant throwing chairs at people. Like, 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 <laughs> like, so if 50 says you're doing
1: too much, like, you're definitely doing too much. I never forget that clip where, um... Uh, Fifty was about to beat up one of Meek Mill's homies. Meek was like, "Yo, Fifty, chill, man. Yeah, and, chill." And, and it's like Meek, you do not want to stand in the middle of this. <laughs> like, I, well, like Meek, I'm from North Philly, though, so I'm sure Meek wasn't scared. But it's
0: not about scared. I'm talking about if Fifty starts moving in that direction, Meek's not going to stop it. Like he doesn't we, have the force we, to
1: stop. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's though. what. That's like, all I'm
0: saying. Like, this, nigga, we seen Meek like, hit the mitts. We, we know what Meek that's looks his homie, like. like <laughs> Meek
1: Meek can't let his homie get beat up. Like when I was getting my ass whooped, he broke it up. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't you can't just let your homie get his ass beat. Uh, up. No
0: no no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that if Fifty wanted to get past Meek, there was nothing Meek could do about it. No, but <laughs> Meek did the right thing. Yeah try yeah, you me. you gotta try to defuse the situation, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> I just find it funny that. Like, you know, we've seen fifty that's who fifty Cent is, like, from all the way back in the day, from stabbings and shootings and you know, outside the radio station to all the other shit that he's been involved in. To say that Trey Songs was acting too gangster, that he can't come in. That had to be the junkyard (laughs) dog. That 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 that's the only thing that describes that. That's junkyard dog. That's that's a different level.
1: He Trey songs is different, dude. Like you do not want to fuck with that nigga. It Trey might grow the braids bet <laughs> Yo,
0: if you if you start growing braids like pushing forty, like get all yeah. the way
1: away from me. Well, like, uh, Scotty, Scotty was braids. Scotty was. Yeah, Scotty
0: grew, and this ain't the, the slander Scotty podcast because I think I might have went a little too far last week. You definitely I, I, went I too far. Call, I might have called Scotty Pippen out of his name last week on the podcast, and I, I need definitely. to apologize because there's no context or, or, you know, for for that type of talk. Like we're, we're not here to that's do insane. that. But that I just insane. think at a certain age, it looks a little aki for a grown man to start growing braids. So, like, oh, you know, cool. Trey Songz might just need to get a wife at this point and just, you know, chill out because, you know, <laughs> like, you, you you did it all at this point. Nigga. You, you invented sex. You fucking the neighbors know your name and all that type of shit. You don't got nothing else to prove. Like, you, you don't got to try to beat up Bud Crawford to prove that to us. Like, you know, he, he, he you're stamped. You're solidified in the game. Like, sit back, Trey Songs, Take it easy.
1: Where the fuck is Trace Owens going to find a wife at? Like, what? Here you go with your life coach shit again. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm just you telling I'm, the, I'm not trying to tell nigga what to do. I'm just saying, chill out, <laughs> chill out. Like you're doing too much when you're offering world champions the hands. You just, you're doing too much. You got to chill out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, chill out.
1: That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah. maybe like Trey feel like he in the higher weight class or whatever. Well, how much is Trey? He got to be, like one ninety. Sure.
0: Like if you're at the club, that's that's definitely some drug shit. Yeah. That's got to be some yeah. drug shit. Yo, I, yo, I'm two o five. This nigga like he fight at one forty seven. Like I
1: oh, yeah Crawford a little dude. Yeah. yeah, Crawford a little dude. So I guess Trey, because Trey got to be at least one ninety, one eighty. Like Trey not really a little dude. He, he like he hit the gym and shit like that. So. I guess he feel like you know what I'm saying like I'm, I'm like that you know what I mean like I fucked a couple of niggas up in the hood you know yeah. niggas know what I do like yeah, me, that, that's, try, a, but... that's
0: the problem N- niggas like, <laughs> I fucked a couple of niggas up where I'm from like, yeah, like but I, I don't I don't know when the last time Trey Suggs been in the fight but uh are niggas
1: is different what uh what my man Party say he said a shit pretty about my bitch and my mama anybody get the drama like Trey took that shit to heart like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, these R&B niggas is different. Like, cause the R&B, yeah, the R&B niggas have always kind of been a little tougher than the rap niggas. Cause I remember when Life came out. Like, just the fact yeah. this niggas name was Life and his uh, his debut album was his fucking inmate number. I was like, yo, this this nigga a little different. Yeah, you know, Akon I mean, came out. He he came fresh out the jail. Like yeah. niggas forget that shit. Before he was singing with Gwen Stefani and shit, he was he was talking about being locked up with Styles. <laughs> Yeah. 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 yeah, the, 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 the
1: R&B niggas is, is different. Yeah. Put, push reminded you that on the last uh, album. He said, we specialize in not getting locked up. Hey, Con. I don't think you're going to get that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I,
0: I, I you know, know the exact, like, I remember the cadence he said. Yeah. I was just like,
1: I yeah. hate this verse. But and then he he said it like he said it like it was a genius bar. He's yeah, like, yeah I it was think- so lame. <laughs> uh, uh, that that album is uh, oh that album sucks. We specialize in like hey God. Well, he, he was still in Slick Rick Floor now. You you found out about Slick Rick this week?
0: I didn't find out about Slick Rick this week. It's yeah. that it's that <laughs> I have a I had a like. This girl put me onto this Slick Rick song sitting in my car. Okay. So I st- I've i been listening to that song for like a year. So every now and then, you know, Spotify will suggest another Slick Rick song. It'll come on the shuffle. I'm like, oh shit, Slick Rick kind of had the hooks. Like, he kind of was yeah. doing the, the Drake thing before Drake. So... I, I didn't realize Slick Rick was that smooth, and I, I might have slandered Slick Rick on some podcast yep. audio that may or may not still be floating <laughs> around the internet somewhere. So if you know if, if that ever comes up and y'all try to cancel me and say, "Oh look, you said this in 2015," like get the fuck out of here! I fuck with Slick Rick. I fuck with Slick Rick Sorry. now.
1: Sidebar, because we got to move on to the next topic. Like you said, we spent too much time on this specific topic. I don't forget, you was living in Baltimore, and you had the, the TV set up where you could play your phone on the fucking TV. So I think you was, like, taking a shower or something. where you had, came out the room, you was on your clothes or something like that. So we all just sitting there chilling, it was like, you know, me and the homies or whatever. And I had put on some slick rick. I think it was, like, Hey, Young World. Dog, you came over, you like snatched the phone on my head. He's Like, no, no, you're done. Give me the aux. Like, <laughs> like he was so, so fucking mad. I put on yeah, slick yeah Rick, you put bro.
0: you put on Slick Rick on my speaker. He's like, <laughs> yeah. that, that that was an immediate. You, the aux gets taken away from you. Yeah, like, like there, there yeah. were certain people like that were an aux snatcher, and it's like, yeah. as if I heard that shit, like. Like, when Weedem Boys was out, that Wiz Khalifa, like, as soon as I heard the hola hola, I, I fucking was snatching the aux from whoever had it. I'm like, look, you lost your aux privileges now. Because you, you don't know what you're fucking doing. You're playing too much. You, you, I think you know, I had you, you're that. trying to get fancy. Like I, I, I had told had you before, to do all
1: that. I had said that in the time. I, I don't know if he was drinking or something, but like i just said oh you just like betty right.
0: <laughs> 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 this thing really hates this song yeah that <laughs> shit was horrible like <laughs> I, it's not like, worse when a bad song gets stuck in your head so like whenever it was on i like yo don't play that shit around me don't do that over here
1: <laughs> yo i can't breathe it's funny
0: but um so m- moving on to more, more just musical artists that can't control themselves. Um, Mystical, again, is indicted on first-degree rape charges and could face life. Um, this is not the first time that Mystical has been caught up in some shit like this. But he was also, in this instance, charged with um, damage to property, false imprisonment, domestic abuse, battery by strangulation simple robbery, numerous drug possession accusations as well. Um, It says that he's accused of attacking a female in a violent encounter about finances on the night of July 30th, during which he allegedly took her car keys and sexually assaulted her. Um, he's, He's already a lifetime sex offender from a 2003 case that comes to uh, that was from a conviction on sexual assault and extortion. So it seems like that's Mystical's MO. It, it, it's there's some sort of MO that he has that involves sexual assault and money because this tra- this current charge is about money and sexual assault. Um, so I, I don't really know what's to be, what's to be taken away from this, but like the, the, these these guys that have this repeated behavior. We, talked, we were talking about this off mic um, where we were kind of debating do Do certain people know that they're just a bad person or that their behavior is, is incorrect and they don't care? Is it that they don't care or that they don't know? And this mystical shit, it has to be that he doesn't care because it's like you, you've been caught for this before. You were indicted. You did jail time. And you and you, you're a registered sex offender, but you're still out here doing the same shit. So like, he's just a guy that doesn't care. So, you know, I I don't I don't judge people what jail time and shit people are gonna get, but they said he could face life on this one, and it's it's almost like, well, if we let you back out here, you're gonna keep doing the same shit. So if you're not gonna learn, like fuck it.
1: Some people have given their life over to the dark side. But I think there's also, too, that there is not really – like, I know you said that before the podcast, you know, people know right from wrong. I don't think everybody does know right from wrong. I don't think that there's a clear – because unless you have a strict law code, you know, we talk about these, like, law statutes and commands that, you know, we try to follow. Like, if you're not following that, you're not a believer of that, you know, there's a lot of gray area in what could be considered right from wrong. So I think for the average person, they're gonna do whatever they want to do. You know, it just is well, what it is.
0: And and that's where our debate went to. Like, there's certain things that are just, regardless of people's cultural background and things like uh, that, that are just considered universally wrong. And no, nah. I would think that I don't this, think so. this shit that he like these sexual assaults and shit. That's like I don't know where that flies. Where people think think that that's acceptable. Like, he's got to know that that's bad behavior. Like, who, there's I, nowhere that you go or, or, or in the world right now where that's acceptable yeah. behavior. Not that I know of.
1: Yeah. In most of other countries, you get in a lot worse punishment than sit in the box. Like, we talking about it. Like, <clears throat> some of them third world countries, they take you out old school, just stone your ass.
0: Yeah, I've. I've, I've unfortunately come across some of those videos on youtube yeah, so. you know it's like you're watching those videos and instagram tries to tell you it's like be careful before you watch this shit because this is some yeah. shit gonna happen and like i accidentally saw stoning one time and it, it, it's brutal and maybe like that level of severity is is what's needed i don't i don't know yeah. I, I you know george carlin had a famous bit And, you know, like, I find that concept interesting that he thinks that you need to have something to be that extreme in order to correct the behavior, but then, as we were just saying, in certain parts of the world, like, the punishments are still that extreme, like, people are still getting stoned and stuff like that, so, um... You know, obviously, Mystical didn't learn his lesson. Yeah, he's still in this charge, innocent until he's proven guilty. But if he's proven guilty, mm-hmm. he obviously didn't learn his lesson from his first go-around in 2003, where he was convicted <laughs> and had to register as a sex offender and did jail time. So this time, they're just saying, yo, we're going to lock you up and throw away the key. And it's like, you well, so well, can't blame him. They, they probably shouldn't have let
1: his, his ass out the first time. Like, you can't have a predator like that on the streets. That's why I advise a lot of these young ladies, man. Go get you a gun. Like it's not this utopia you think it is. Get your ass a gun.
0: Yeah, you gotta get some, you got get some training too. <laughs> don't,
1: don't just get, well, yeah, you got some just,
0: just don't get the gun.
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta get some training to go to the range or whatever. But like, yeah, get, get you a gun. You gotta put some of these things down.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what else you can do with mystical. Or or people like or people like that and some and when I see stories like this I say well yeah maybe some people just are too far gone Um, I I try to stay on the positive side I try to stay on the side of you know you you, people can be rehabilitated or or that you know behavior can be corrected and that type of stuff but I, I think certain shit that you do like you don't get to come back from that.
1: Oh, I've been saying that since episode one. Like, I gotta get my bread and get away from it. like, I've been saying that shit. Now you're starting to come around. No, I'm,
0: you know, I'm not Vincent. coming around to your just full... You're a full-blown yeah. nihilist over there. Like, you,
1: Yeah, you, like, you started to come around.
0: Yeah, no, no. I used to be that. I used to be a full-blown nihilist. Yeah. And, like, I, I came real to the side of trying to see the good in people. You
1: know, but, sir, uh, sir told you. Sir I already told you on his album, You can't save him from himself. Like I'm like not trying saying. To save I, I, well, I want to
0: be clear. I ain't trying to save mystical. I was just saying that, like this story was a way into that conversation <laughs> of certain people have to know that they're a piece of shit.
1: I think certain people are souls. I think there's certain things that happen. To Isn't certain that the people. same
0: thing though? Like, like what's you, that? Like, if you're a soulless individual and you just don't care, yeah. like, you gotta know that, you know, you're a piece of shit because you don't care about anybody.
1: I, I don't know if they do. I think that that, that demon just gets attached to them for a certain, for whatever reason, certain trauma that happens in their life, and they're never able to get past it. So it's like, you know what, what Jay-Z says? He's like, um, homie, you don't know me, but the whole world owe me strip. Like, I think that's how motherfuckers feel, and that's what they do. So it's like, you know, right right, right from wrong has left the building. Certain people you talk to them, and then it's like the whole energy will just shift. you like, oh, such and such has left the building. Like that's that other nigga that's I'm talking to now. So I think this is how it go, man. Like certain people are gone. Just a vessel for demons.
0: I yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. That's <laughs> cause, I mean, based on this behavior, like that 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 that's like the only unscientific explanation that I could accept for it. Like, I'm sure yeah. if, I'm sure if you, uh, do, do his blood work or something that they, they'd they find a chemical <laughs> imbalance, that, that, that would be the only other way to explain it. Because, you know, when I, when I see shit like this, I, I have to think like, these guys have to know that you're just doing the wrong thing, but yeah. cause you know, we talked about before the podcast, AR app. You know, you know, Freedom in A- A- Arab is doing like 45 right now. But uh, in an interview he did on The Breakfast Club, he talked about um, being shot. And when he was shot, he was in the car while he was shot, but he was able to make it to the hospital. And Charlemagne asked him, how did you make it to the hospital being shot? And he said, I wasn't ready to go to hell yet. And, you know, you can look up A.R. Ab's history of the stuff that he's been involved in, stuff he's been accused of in the court, stuff he's been indicted, he's been convicted of in the court. He's been involved in some criminal activity. You can check his Vlad interviews and shit. Like, but he also knows right from wrong the fact that he's saying, I'm not ready to go to hell yet. Meaning that, you know, maybe he's going to repent at some point for his ways, but he's not ready to do that yet. So he needs to stay alive. So I took that as this is a guy that is a confirmed criminal, you know, as the law puts it. But but he knows that he's doing the wrong shit. So it that would have to be in in most of these criminals you would think, wouldn't it? Or no, or is that or is AR an anomaly?
1: He he might be an anomaly, man. I don't I don't know if you could wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and, and do what you do and still do it like think, man, like, just certain people, man, like, they, they get into certain situations, they get those mental health issues, if you want to call it, or or the or what I like to say is, you know, those certain demons that they can't shake, and certain triggers happen, and, you know, such and such has just left the building. It's like, that demon took over, and it's like, there are certain times where, like, <clears throat> certain people will do certain stuff, and then they'll, they'll be in the deposition, and they can't really answer the question. You know, it's like, what is that? Like, they... They, they have left the building, and then that other person took over. <laughs> like, deadass, man. Like, I think that shit happened with um Old Boy That Killed Nipsey, where it's like they asking him certain questions he don't even know. Like, he don't know what he did. <laughs> like, like the, whatever his name was, he left the building.
0: I, I don't know what the right answer is for it, but <laughs> I, I guess certain behavior just can't be explained with, with logic because it's not rational. And it's tri- not logical. logical. It's, it's yeah, yeah like tr- tr- trying to understand it with logic is probably futile. So, uh, yeah. in the words of Bernie Mac, let, let's move on. Um, uh, so let's let's bring it down to a lighter note. We we didn't do this segment last week because sometimes, you know, it's like hibernation. The, the animals aren't out all the time, but but <laughs> but when, but when <laughs> they come out. Oh boy, do they come out. So, without further ado, let's get into some animal behavior for this week. Wild like a
1: zoo. Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog, come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of
0: animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? Bring out the animal. So, this week in animal behavior, we go to uh, Sukiyana, who is... I don't know if she's still a rapper. I know she she's rapped and I've mainly just seen her um you know, sucking dick and uh talking shit on Instagram. Yeah, like that's made crazy. Yeah, like I I I haven't seen it i haven't heard any of her music, but like sure. that's what I know her for, so yeah. But, but <laughs> Su- 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 Sukiana went on a little bit of a, a rant this week on Instagram about um well, you know, I, I'll just I'll just say she she went on a little bit of rant. This this is what she had to say Y'all niggas be out there tricking big tricks on all
1: these hoes paying for coochie, but want to come over here and wipe me up the fuck Every time it's this right here every motherfucking time bitch. I'm trying to get tricked on too baby. I love the tricks the fuck always want to y'all, y'all like to bring the 2k to my house and move the fucking the fuck what a bitch to cook for y'all and all that baby i want to be a i want to be a hoe too the fuck i miss being a home a retired hoe bitch i want to be a hoe for my nigga so we gonna have to role play or something like i like when a nigga call me up come get this money yeah daddy i want some red bottoms let me come work for. are you ready suck on something yes i am where the money at come bitch we gonna have to make it like put some spice in our motherfucking life bitch because i'm a wife but bitch i need to be a, a hoe wife Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think it's going to get to a point because I don't quite even understand what exactly she meant. So I think it's kind of like um, we had a conversation off record last week about like how you know when you read the Bible, you have your dictionary in front of you as you're to. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're looking up specific words to try to find the specific meanings meanings of that yeah, word. So you like, got to
0: open up Urban Dictionary while you're yeah, watching yeah, yeah, it. Like, yeah,
1: like these, these bitches have their own proverbs, like. It's like, that's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like Proverbs 47, 52. Don't bring the 2K over to my house. I want to go out. <laughs> like, it's like, it's different nowadays. The game is different. That's what I was saying. Like, the last date I was on, I'm like, damn, am I, have I been out the game this long? I don't even know. I've never seen a bitch switch like this this fast. So I, I guess this is what. Is the new? I feel sorry well, for the relationship. Well, you were
0: told you were told during your date to come yeah. correct,
1: and I was told with text messages. I don't I don't think anybody would be that hard bodied to talk to me like that in person. But
0: but, <laughs> but you were you were told by by this female who shall remain nameless to come correct, and I think that's what Sukiana is saying in this, in this right, clip. Right. She's saying, you know, you niggas need to come correct. She she's looking for, she's trying to be a hoe wife. She wants right. to get called and, and told, look, you need to be here at this time to suck dick if you want the Louie bag. And she's like, okay, I'll be there. And, you know, that's what she's looking for. She's not looking for a nigga to move into her crib with, and, you know, play an 82-game season of 2K. Like, and yeah. then, you know, take her on a date and say, bae, I love you. That, that's not what she wants. Like, right. she She's looking for, she's trying to establish order. So I, I could kind of respect it because she's just trying to establish order. She's like, "Look, I'm a hoe wife. Like I sling this pussy. That's what I do. Yeah, you know. So 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 let's not get it misconstrued. Yeah,
1: and, and, and maybe, maybe it. that
0: maybe that's what Sukiyana's here to do. She's clearing up confusion. She's she, that's why yes. she keeps like the fuck the the fuck you thought it was. Like she's like, no, I'm a hoe. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so so um, I I think maybe in your situation it was just a little confusion. You you didn't establish who was the supervisor, Steve. Like that's, that's it, what it was a lot of it was a lot of confusion.
1: <laughs> but I think also too, it's like you know, might have just been time to if you're going to do all that. You might as well, like you said, go after greater pastures. <laughs> you might as well try to get you a better body. <laughs> it's like if you get a better physical body than this. Like I I can go establish something with something better. But I mean, you know, yeah, uh, these young ladies—they're running things for now. You know what I mean? It's like they—they they got the—they got these good ghost companies <laughs> that they have the jobs from. That you know, when the Federal Reserve finishes their interest rate hikes, <laughs> we'll see where those jobs go. So right now, it's like Yo, you that, gotta respect what, what it. You talk about
0: you that shit, like, I went to school for finance. That shit went right over yeah. my head. And I'm like, Steve told mother some other shit. That's, that's, that's a different cloth right there. I, I don't even yeah, know about it's, all that.
1: It, it, those companies, it's like, you know, you go in, they, they're the HR manager of some bullshit uh, Rock Docs, uh, Rock-a-Doc company, <laughs> that's what they call it. It's like, oh, yeah, I do. You ever listen to some of these girls tell you the job description? Like, what the fuck is that? Who do you work for again? Oh, yeah, we'll see if they're out in five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey, you know how I mean bullshit it's like, what the fuck do you do again? And how does that contribute to the gross domestic product? Oh, okay, it don't, okay. We'll see how long that job See, went.
0: that's why your shit don't be working out. You be trying to talk to bitches about the GDP and shit. Like, they not trying to hear that.
1: Like I break I it down, too. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like gross domestic product, you know, consumption is forty percent of gross domestic product. Don't you know that? Like, ill, what the fuck is this nigga talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, she she don't want to
1: hear that.
0: Like, she, she she wants she told you what she wants to hear. What time do I need to be there to suck the dick so I can get the red bottoms? That, that's red what she box. wants have, to hear. You, you, you you're talking about GDP? Like, she she's just trying to factor into the forty percent. She don't need to understand the forty percent. Like,
1: yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to give you uh, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, sweetie. It's like we had a, we had a higher level over here, kid. Like, like you thinking with the lower
0: chakra.
1: <laughs> yeah, you thinking with the lower chakra. I'm trying to put you up on game. Well, this the niggas do be telling you is like, yeah, if you want to invest forty percent of your income in Bitcoin, i be like, all right, all right, all right. Homie,
0: all right. <laughs> 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 Move, moving on from animal behavior, back to um Something a little bit more serious. Uh, this whole situation that's that's uh, been unraveling with Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish. Um, you know, they did a skit, I believe for funnier die. Um, I think it was in 2014, 2015, something like that, where it was supposed to be, the concept of the skit was the mind of a pedophile. And Tiffany Haddish dropped off a kid to be watched by Ares Spears' character in the skit. And Ares proceeds to do a lot of, like, weird things with the kid in the skit. Um, The description of what happens in the skit involves him, like, getting in the tub with this little boy and a bunch of other stuff trying to, like, you know, live out this premise. Um, And there's a lot of different things to talk about here because, you know, Steve... With his background in comedy, he understands comedy from a joke writing perspective. I'm a, I'm a big fan of comedy, you know, watching specials. I've been to a bunch of open mics and all that shit. So I've heard a lot of jokes in their infancy that haven't been worked out and all of that type of shit. And a lot of times, like, when you when you get a joke in its raw form, it's not acceptable. It's going to be offensive to most people, and it has to get worked to a point where... You know, even if it's a line-pushing joke that it's funny, but, it, but it, it proves a point without, you know, just being, uh, you know, uh, inflammatory, right? But this, when you put an actual grown man next to a little boy and he's touching his leg and getting in the tub with him and all that type of weird shit... I just don't see where the comedy was or like why anybody in the filming or editing process or any of that just said, you know, what? this ain't it. Like we, we don't like we thought we had an idea. This this just isn't it. I don't see how anybody in that entire process that was involved with it just kept going in that it was out. And this shit has been on the internet for years. So I'm not here to do, like, the cancel shit and come back for something that you did years ago that's been out there. But at the same time, I just don't see how this skit made it in its full form to get posted anywhere because it's just weird and creepy. Like, there's nothing funny about it, you know?
1: Well, the concept of joke writing is always that there's always going to be a butt of the joke, right? There's always going to be a target. So when you're talking about, like, the mind of a pedophile, it's like you have to make it so that the the pedophile would be, like, the butt of the joke. That would be the only way to make it acceptable. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're making it that the kid is the joke, you're punching down. You know, that's just the, the comedy structure aspect of it. But I don't know if there's a way to really make that funny. Like, especially when you've got a kid Who's naked? You got a big fat guy
0: yeah, it's, getting in the cell with a kid. Ugh.
1: <laughs> like, there's no logic behind like making that funny. Like, I don't. And like you said, it's like if this is a big production, you would think it would get filtered to the point where it's like, okay, well, we're starting here. How do we get to the point where you know we can get our message across and get some laughs out of it? But I, I just don't see like because there's been too many people who have. You know, been through that, so it's like it's never gonna. I just don't think any. You you can't mess with kids like that. That's just you can't do that. That's a and, no no. And, and they're
0: being sued for this now by. Um, they're going by Jane Doe and all of the publications, but this is allegedly the 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 brother and sister that were involved in this filming. They were like seven or ten or something at the time of it. I think they're like both over eighteen now. so this is what Ari said in in, uh, response to these lawsuits that are getting filed and the the call for him and Tiffany Haddish to be indicted for this stuff.
1: This is an extortion case. You know, I'm going to echo her words. We won't be shaken down. And believe me, it's bothering me not to talk about uh, the skit because Andy and I have been talking about it. And there's some very valid things I feel like I have to say or want to say but just can't at this time. Um, and I'm no coward. Uh, I'm not running from anything, and I'm not guilty of anything. It's the reason why I won't turn my mentions off on my Instagram. You know, I'm not deleting any of my old posts, you know, my characters being assassinated. This person has a history of these false accusations. And what's killing me is, you know, all the people hitting me up. At no point there's a little bit of, you know, common sense or red flags or any You just... Whatever, man. People are just running with this, and it didn't help with the Lizzo thing. So I'm having a bad week.
0: And I guess where he's coming from is that the parents brought the kids there. Um I these were allegedly the kids of one of Tiffany Haddish's friends. Um they brought the kids there. They knew what the skit was about, they filmed the skit and all of that. Um So I guess that's where Aries is coming from saying this is extortion. I still go back to, you know, the whole concept of joke writing and development of the skit that one, it wasn't funny. And two, uh, just in filming, what you're filming could be viewed as child pornography or child abuse. So like those parts, you can't you can't talk around that. Like, if you want to say that they're they're bringing this up now, that it's years later, and saying that that's extortion, that's a different conversation. But what you filmed and all that, that's inappropriate shit to film. I don't know exactly what the law says, but this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that, like, internal judgment of right and wrong. That why I could only watch less than a minute of this video was, it just was nasty, I'm like, nah, this ain't it. I don't even want to see any more. I'll just read what happened. I I don't want to watch that though. Because it it just it just it just it made me uncomfortable like seeing the kid in that position. So if that doesn't make you uncomfortable, you film the shit, like you got to start asking yourself questions, Aries, and and everybody else involved in filming the shit. But as far as the extortion, I don't think you really have a leg to stand on there.
1: Well, I think the extortion is that, you know, there's been a bunch of conspiracy theories rolling around. Like, he's, like he said, I think he has said this He feels like, because he said the Lizzo thing, it's like now they're trying to dig into his file. And, you know, people have talked about, like... Uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish had a big project coming up. She was about to play Flojo or whatever. So we'll see what happens with that. So I guess that's what he means by the extortion. It's like they're, they're digging into this file now because <laughs> he talked about somebody who... Uh, wasn't allowed to be talked about, I guess, as high But they're also that.
0: not asking him for money. Like from what I <laughs> from what I read was that this person that brought this this forward wants him to be indicted and go to jail for, you know, yeah. sexual misconduct with a minor. So it's not like they're asking him for money like that. That would be extortion like or or if you had something that they want. Like, oh, you, you own the rights to something, so I'm going to put this out here until you sign him away or something. They they flat out said, we want you to go to jail, Aries. Now, yeah. is it convenient that he got into that whole thing with Lizzo last week and then this week this happens? Do I think that's a coincidence? No, I don't think that's a coincidence. But um, he still filmed the skit, and and it's out there. And I just think you know with with this whole cancel culture and i know this this skit was filmed before cancel culture but c- with celebrities this has been the rule from the beginning which is why they give celebrities media training like you have to be careful about what you put out there because once it's out there it doesn't belong to you anymore like once i post this podcast whether it's like it is now where we just ha- we're just we just starting out and we only have but so many people listening. And then to the heights that we plan to get to where there's a lot of people listening. Once it's out there, it's not ours anymore. So right now, in this moment, with me and Steve just talking, we're the only people that can hear what we're talking about. So... What you get on Thursday isn't going to be the raw audio. There's going to be some shit that has to get taken out that never needs to see the light of day because it could get misconstrued or whatever. And But it's not what, what they filmed in this skit. It might just be we said a joke that was a little off color or something like that. There's nothing heinous going on. Which, that skit that they filmed, it could be construed as heinous. So like, it's just some creepy shit going on over there where... I don't know how you got to this. Like, like, how did we get here? Where we're filming this it, weird stuff with children? I, I, I don't know.
1: It's not a good look, and you know, uh, the eternal right from wrong thing. Uh, uh, we might be, we might be debate that shit to the great tribulation. Like, who the fuck knows? <laughs> like, because is that something that he does in his free time? Is that something that's against his morality? So I, there's certain people who they. You show them something and, you know, they can make the excuse of it's for the sake of calm. That That's that's the thing. And I, I've i made, you know, certain paths for certain things that I said that might have been overboard or whatever. It's like I'm trying to work the, the shit out. But, you know, I do think that, you know, as a man, there is some, there should be at least some boundaries from, from a manhood perspective that, you know, I don't want to get in the tub with. A, a little kid like that's insane to me like well, i think that's beyond the barriers of comedy at that point
0: when you are all persona that does not end well and this is what this is showing you like if you approach comedy without a moral compass or without like some sort of baseline of i don't talk about this i, t- I talk about that you know i watched the bill burr interview this week where he was like I don't get into politics on stage because that's just not a topic I want to talk about and he saw comedians during the the Trump years like just choose sides and get real tribal with it and alienate part of their audience and and like Bill Burr's not a safe comedian he goes up there and talks shit about a lot of different things that might be offensive to certain people but like like he said, the politics thing That's just not my lane, that's not what I do So like you gotta have As a comedian, like a framework Of these are my topics Maybe I'll dabble A little bit outside, but I don't I don't get outside of myself too much But with this airy shit that we're seeing He's just willing to do anything Cause it's just Yeah, I just need content, I just need this I need that, and that goes back to what I was saying Before, like when niggas don't have it like that They'll, they'll do anything or 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 they'll, or or they'll say anything, and and he's he's a prime example of why I think people need to like you got to have limits for yourself. You got to have a morality, obviously. Like you know, conduct yourself like an upstanding individual in this world. But at the same time, too, you got to be true to yourself. Like you can't just do anything just because it's a lick. Like no, like that, that's how you end up in shit like this, just doing anything because it might be there. There might be a dollar in it
1: you know, there, there are certain people who, who are willing to do almost anything for fame. And unfortunately, you know, we've seen uh, certain clips to, to kind of, you know, not to tell your brother's character, but it, it seems like, you know, he might be one of those people. I'll just leave it at that.
0: So to move on from just him and Tiffany, because, you know, that that's going to play out however it plays out in the court. You know, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to speak on that. But, Back to the root of comedy. Um, What makes something funny and what makes something unfunny is like a question that I think if you ask everybody in the world, they'll all give you a different answer. Because when we first saw this topic come up and, you know, the content of that clip, I said, well... Family Guy has the whole Herbert the pervert character that we grew up watching, that he was an old man. I mean, you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Family Guy. And you know that Herbert was harassing Chris on the show. And it it was funny. But it's a cartoon. So is it just, is it that this topic isn't so taboo that you can't joke about it? It's just that the format that they used was wrong. Because if, if they would have done this sketch as a cartoon with the same exact premise, would there be anything to talk about here?
1: That That is interesting because I've thought about that as well. Um, especially because remember brother sit you at the, the Peter Griffin drone where he lays down on the high school girl and he says, what are you looking at? It's a cartoon. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think I think that has to be what it is. I think in regards to Chris and that old man I think it's just like the fact that you know Chris can probably whoop his ass in, in the real scenario uh, you know he's just like a decrepit old man like I don't know it's just it is a slightly different dynamic but it, it is I, I think there is something to because we've seen cartoon violence like cartoon violence for whatever reason you can smack a rabbit over the head you can, you can shoot a rabbit with a, a ugly, uh, cartoon white man (laughs) and talk about I'm hunting ducks and rabbits. Like you could do that on a cartoon. So for whatever it is, that format has been, you know, more acceptable. And ironically, that format of cartoons has been for kids. So,
0: but I I think a lot, a lot of comedians in the last, you know, like since the Simpsons really probably before that, I, I might not know what shows to mention, but, like, Simpsons, South Park, Family Guy, those those are probably your biggest cartoons where they push the limits of what you can say. Or Boondocks, too. Boondocks should definitely be in that boondocks, conversation. Yeah. Um, they push the limits of what you can say on TV and what you can do on TV. And they get away with a lot of it because it's cartoon. Like, you know, like, the whole thing on the Boondocks with Tom being scared of going to jail and getting anally raped. Like you probably couldn't pull those jokes off the same way if you did it with actual human actors. It probably right. it it just would come off completely different. So the whole th- this whole thing of maybe there there are no topics that are off limits in comedy, but you gotta have. I I think it just comes back down to you, you approach it with morality. And if you say you're doing sketches with human actors, you know there's certain things that you just aren't going to be able to do. Like, we're not going to bring any kids in here and do something that, you know, the kid, the kid is going to feel uncomfortable about now or in the future. Or that somebody watching it would feel, you know, what the fuck are they doing to that kid? <laughs> like, you know. But e- even in a cartoon, like, I don't think you would be able to get away with some of the shit that they did in this sketch. Like, it, it would be weird like a grown man in the tub with a little boy like i i don't see a cartoon being able to pull that off either
1: especially not well, like black people because it's like that's something that has just always been frowned upon it's like it's like no nah, i don't <laughs> it just it just doesn't work like you didn't even see that with cleveland like they didn't even try to do that dumb shit on the cleveland show
0: yeah i, I i've seen i've seen um comedians get like boot out of black rooms yeah. because they went up there and tried to do like those style of jokes like and it just doesn't they don't fuck around kids because it, it, it's niggas that'll die for
1: their kids it's like you try to do some shit like that yeah, like yeah. even just insinuating it's like they'll fucking kill you like it, it, it like there's a nigga that will kill you if he saw his, you, like, playing around like that. Like, just on some sketch shit. Like, oh, I got to kill this nigga now. Like, he, he play games.
0: Yeah, yeah. like, if that sketch came out, my kid was in it. I, I would have to see him. That's that what man. I'm
1: saying. I would have That's to see him. You, 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 you would definitely things, owe me five.
0: Like, yo, nigga, what the fuck?
1: There's certain things that will kill you. It just, they see that, like, alone. It's like, oh, this nigga pretending that he about to do something with my kid. Like, oh, he has to die now. Time, time for you to die. Yeah, like basically, as a kid. Well, basically, I am making them all piece, of beast like Della Reese. Yeah, yo, Big was different. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um,
0: well, that's that, that's a good segue away from all of that shit. We'll, you know, we'll see how that turns out into uh, music. You know, I always like to talk about music on the show, um, and this week I wanted to do a, just a like a little check in. <sighs> of what's in the rotation what's still in rotation um you know kind of looking at the music landscape of the year so far um you know for me new in the rotation ari lennox dropped her her sophomore album um sex age and location um now i don't know if i'm the target audience for this album but i loved it uh i listened to it Excuse me, age, sex, and location. It, it, it's the exactly what I want from my album in 2022 from an artist like Ari Lennox, who I like, where it's 12 tracks, 41 minutes. There's like two or three features on it. They all fit exactly how they should fit. Um... There's not really a song that I didn't like on it. I thought the production was good, but, you know, she's got, like, people like Jermaine Dupree and all that producing on, on tracks on the album. So, this is, you know, for, for an artist signed to a label, this is the type of project I'm looking for. And her last project was that, the the uh, the Shea Butter Baby. Like, I still listen to that, um, that album. Like, I, I think that's one of the best... R&B albums in the last few years, and she followed the same format on that album, that album's 12 tracks, four, 44 minutes, there's like two or three features on it, and they all fit well, um, you know, they, they they seem to know what they're doing over there at Good Music, J.I.D. dropped the album recently, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but I did want to check that out, um, just to see what J.I.D. came with, um, but you know, for, for, for Dreamville, that they seem to be one of the more consistent labels where their artists actually put out music on a regular basis, they put out those group compilation albums on a regular basis, you know, Jay Cole is the head of the label, he's been very active these last couple of years, so, um, it was good to just, you know, hear, hear that project, I'm always looking for some new R&B anyway, so, and the, the our R&B's been, uh, they've been doing pretty good this year, so, I was, uh, I was satisfied with that project. I, I, I know Steven listened to it. That That's definitely not your zone.
1: No, I just didn't get a chance to because, um, you know, shit dropping on Friday and it's like, you know, I shut it down during the weekend. You know, like, well, I should say keep that shit in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'll probably get around to it. You know what I mean? I'll just be chilling during the weekend and shit. Like, I ain't a chance to listen to this shit.
0: You yeah, know, it's a good album to chill to though. Like it, it's it's just it's laid back, it's jazzy. You yeah. know, like she can she can sing and it's not I don't know, it it doesn't have um the unnecessary hip hop that a lot of R&B has in it nowadays, which um you know, I going back to what Diddy was saying a couple of years ago a couple a couple weeks ago, about R and B being dead. I think part of that is it's like a lot of your R and B artists nowadays are doing like this half half uh, hip hop, half R and B thing. Like you know, we talked about Brent Fires earlier. He could definitely be accused of that on his album. Yeah. Like he, he's he's rapping on a couple of tracks. Like um, Ari Lennox isn't really doing that on her album. Like she's hitting high notes, she's singing and shit like that. Like that you know you would want from r and B soul album. So. I don't see how how Puff Daddy doesn't know that this that this type of music is still being made. But like as Usher sure said, keep that shit in the comment section. Yeah, she's
1: looking tight on this album cover though. Uh, that, yeah, she, that she definitely
0: faded. she definitely been killing bitch energy. I, I don't know I don't know who she's been doing it with, but shout out to Ari and uh, her team.
1: Cause... I mean, you can't fix that face though. I see why niggas ain't applying that damn pressure. All right, all right. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> No disrespect, but god damn the, the wonder you want to nigga the pot of pleasure is I'm like, ah, I get to Ari when I get to her. I ain't, I ain't tripping on her. She, she she be she be there after I get all my shit done.
0: <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny is that like we went through this whole thing about you having bad taste and for you to just say that about Ari Lennox is, is a little surprising.
1: She got a nice body, but god damn that face, man. I even you know I'm sorry. I love you Ari, but goddamn. No respect. <laughs> you can't fuck. say that and say no disrespect. Like, yeah, disrespect. I can see why you begging niggas to apply that pressure. I kind of understand it. <laughs> Yo, I'm is, playing though. I'm the playing. fucking slander is crazy. This <laughs> is it's, it's all love. We doing comedy. <laughs> no, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. It's just, it's just jokes, baby. Don't hunt me down and, and fucking have me killed. I know you got the gangsters on you. <laughs>
0: He's like, Jesse, I know you got shooters. Yeah, well, call me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny as shit. No. Like,
0: you can't just oh. talk shit about people that you say have shit. Like, I know you got shooters, but let I, me I say know. whatever the fuck I want <laughs> and not have to deal with the consequences of yeah. you having shooters.
1: Like, no, yeah, you I'll- don't get to do that. I do the and and, and, bro, and all
0: Ari Linux slander on this podcast was solely Steve's opinion. Ahmad doesn't yeah. agree with none of that. Ahmad's not saying any of that while the mic is rolling. Hey, <laughs> you said
1: Ari Linux good people though. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that body is tight though. Hmm. I'm
0: like, god damn. But yeah, um, you know, I, I I like the project. You know, that's that's in the rotation now. You know, still blaming that that uh, black Vladimir. Um, that's that, that's that's probably the hardest shit out. G Perico, he' been flooding the streets for the last two years and like has. A,
1: what's the joint he got with Gibbs? It's like, I think it's called Colors.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's like a couple years old. Yeah, that's that just shit, hard though.
1: That shit, my shuffle today. I'm like, yo, that shit different. This must be one of the joints that a bond <laughs> Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like he he just dropped L.A. Summers 2 Um. Yeah. And like for me, like the the shit that he talk about, like you know, he is really just a lot of uh, entrepreneurial talk, a lot of uh, hustle talk. Similar, similar. Yeah, well, he he even says on the album, he's like, if if uh, if 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 I'm a disciple, if I'm a disciple, then Nipsey was Jesus. So like you know, you you hear that like in his music a little bit. You hear it a little bit in Mozzie's music. You know, guys, like, trying to carry on that torch of, of what Nipsey left behind. And, like, I like to hear that shit, like, other than, like, all the, the fake homage that people like to pay on um, Instagram and shit like that and try to act like that they knew what the marathon was and all that when Nipsey was alive where, like, these dudes, you know, they were doing features and stuff with them and, like, to see them... Like, especially, like, somebody like G Perico, who, he's he, like, has his clothing line going now. Got it, he has his record label going. Like, he seems like a guy that's, like, really putting that Nipsey blueprint into practice. So, you know, I, and I fuck with the music, too, because, you know, I just am partial to West West Coast hip-hop. So, that that's my type of shit. But, um, that, that that's definitely the, the dopest shit out to me right now. Still have not listened to the DJ Khaled album. Probably won't press play on it. Um... So, yeah, you know, Black Vladimir, L.A. Summers, Age, Sex, and Location. That, that's definitely the what, what's uh, in rotation for me. What, what's Steve been listening to besides yeah. fucking well, old future? You got to
1: listen to something Before I say something, though, like one of my favorite Nip's lies was, um, he said, own the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest double love, then explain to you niggas, it got to be love. I was like, oh, Nipsey he loves me. He did all that for himself. <laughs> I, I, oh, Nipsey loves me <laughs> He said, gotta be love I am like, yo, this, this, this nigga is different like, He said, I own the whole thing for you I did it for you niggas, I own the whole thing It's just for you <laughs> Yeah, but
0: I mean he, he he also said, I'm integrated vertically And you niggas blew it yeah. So, like at the same yeah, time yeah. Like, like w- w- with, with Nipsey Like, he would give you game but then, at the same time, like show this disgust for you niggas that wouldn't. He like, yo, how haven't you niggas figured this shit out yet? He's like, this is not the weird old rap shit that you niggas used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Th- that that was definitely the that was definitely the wave. I I really wish we would have been able to get um that second album because I I thought like what what he dropped like after Victory Lap like leading up to that like. You know the racks in the middle and some of the other racks in the middle, yeah. The, like the shit that he recorded with Big Sean, that deep reverence and a couple of those other songs that he recorded during that time, like the verses and shit. Like I just saw his MC and getting sharper, and you know he like at that time, like on Twitter, he was he was asking like, yo, who who you think has the best sophomore LPs of all time and shit. So I, I felt like he was gonna really put out something dope, Um but you know.
1: As far as, like, what I'm rocking with, you know, every now and then that Ramona Park broke my heart. I was telling you about that, uh, when the sparks fly, I'm like, yo, that's one of the hardest storytelling joints I heard in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, Vince took that shit back to, like, the 90s era of hip-hop, where niggas was talking about from the perspective of a gun and all of that type of shit. Um, the game joint, every now and then I hear something new off that joint, you know, like I've been telling you about that voodoo joint. Um, that I like off of that shit, you know, Dom shit like Pharaohs. I just discovered that this be somehow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I forgot how dope that track was. But you know, it ain't really too much though. Like, because a lot of times I listen to the same shit over and over to get me pumped up. Um, still shit from the YSL album. I'd like, I like the, the little couple tracks there from that shit. Um, and I would say, yeah, that, that's probably about it. Oh, I like the Brent Fire shit. Coming on, down there. I like that track, the role model. Um, the joint that you sent me, the um, what's it called? Brown Sugar, whatever fuck that shit's called. It's called like Foxy Jackie Brown, Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah.
0: We, we should remember the name of that song because it's named after the the, the LeBron yeah. James of Pussy, as, as you like to put it.
1: Absolutely, she retired now, but back in the day, she was women on niggas. I was watching like a clip of like a compilation. Like they was literally writing uh writing scenes just so he could whip them titties out, like, alright, you gonna fucking on this scene you just gonna rip uh pair of girls' titties out. I'm like, what is the what does this have to do with the scene? Like It
0: has nothing to do with the scene, like <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, a like, lot of the these, hell? like, I, I watched a movie called, I think it's called Skin. It was about, like, the history of nudity in film and everything. And a yeah. lot of these, like, directors, they just used their power on set. Like, on the, yeah. ba- like, like the famous scene in Basic Instinct where uh, Sharon Stone, you know, uncrosses her legs and you can see her pussy. Yeah, um, you know they, they said that the director just came over to her, He's like, all right, now give me your panties. And she just slid him off, like, no questions asked, and, and shot oh, the yeah. scene. And, you know, later on she claimed, oh, I didn't know what they was going to film. But I'm like, come on, bro. Like, when the director uh, says, give me your panties, what do you think he's about to do?
1: And I, I don't want to say, um, you know, if Pam Graver finds this podcast, I mean no disrespect. I feel bad. Like, it's like, damn, this lady old enough to be my grandma age. But I'm talking about LeBron James and pussy. like That's, just, that's, not, how's that's, that, this, awesome.
0: that's a compliment. That's the ultimate <laughs> that's compliment.
1: It is, but it's just I feel bad. Like if somebody was talking about my grandma like that, it's like, hey, you don't talk about my grandma. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Pam God. Pam Greer like look, nobody that pulls their titties out that often is gonna be offended yeah. by you saying how good oh, they God. look. Like oh, she like she even she Pam Greer's in that movie. She was like, I knew I looked good. And I knew I yeah. wasn't going to look this good for forever, so I was going to show it off. Yeah. That's what she said. So, I'm I sure would, Pam Greer is honored by the title of so. James of Pussy. Cuz I would love to like
1: if Pam Greer. I would love to spend some time with Pam Greer. I feel like she has some genuine wisdom. You know what I mean? I would love to like talk to Pam Greer and get to know you. So, if you ever find this podcast, there's no disrespect, and I would love to get you to know you Pam Greer as a person. I think well, you, you have a beautiful you soul. Hear, you hear
0: that people listening, you know, <laughs> like, comment and subscribe so that we yeah. can, so that we can get Pam Greer on the podcast. We definitely do a dope conversation with Pam Greer. You know, with, with the full respect that she deserves, what she's absolutely. accomplished. You know, like, <laughs> because Pam Greer, words, words of prib, is a black all star. That's a black all star. Black right? all star. One
1: hundred. One hundred.
0: Um, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, you said you said you got the, the Brent Friars in rotation. Like, yeah, you know, with music now, there's so many albums that I listened to this year that I liked when I first listened to them and forgot about them immediately. Like Mozzie's last album. Uh, I, I remember enjoying it. I listened to it and I like, listened this- to it like twice when it came out in the gym. Forgot, completely forgot about it. Like, just just haven't gotten back to it. Um, And and that seems to be what music is nowadays. Like, I don't know what... Like, there's something missing with some of these guys and their songs. Because, like, this morning, I was listening to old Beanie Siegel and Cameron in the gym. You know, like, Sports Drugs and Entertainment and The Becoming. And listen to some of those songs and some of the verses and the way they're written and the hooks and all that. It's just so timeless. Like, it, it just... I don't know how to describe it like the soul samples or, you know, the way they were rapping and all that. It's just so different where like, you know, Ma- like Mozzie can rap. Mozzie rap his ass off. But for some reason, these songs that he that he makes just don't uh, stick with me as much as some of those old songs do, because like, they just don't have that timeless nature. Because I know, you know, Mozzie's about to drop another dope tape in six months and it's probably going to be just as yeah. good as the last one. But the songs won't have that timeless feel to him either. Not saying like, and he's got a couple timeless songs, but uh, it, it just seems like those guys were doing it at a at a higher rate back in that like like yeah. you know early two <clears> thousands era.
1: Nigga, Cam was getting the computers pewed, and, like niggas still haven't done that. Like niggas ain't getting the computers pewed no more.
0: That's not, but see, like <laughs> that's the shit that Cameron's known for. But like, Cameron yeah. w- was saying shit. He was like. He was, was saying shit on that song. Like he he some shit song. this morning. I was he was like I was stuck in the av like the like the block had parentheses. I'm like Dude. I've never even heard somebody say parentheses in a rap song before. Oh. Like like that like like when we talk about lyricism because me and Steve you know at a certain point we're gonna do a top fifty rappers and we always like to joke and say. You know, when somebody names a good where do you have a good rapper rank, we say he's right after Cameron. Because Cameron doesn't get the respect for having like th- that level of bar work. Now, like
1: And the way he does it too, It's like is like he's got one of the most unique deliveries. Like he it, like when they say there's no father to old dirty bastard style, like who's the father of the Cam style? I don't know. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, don't, I don't know anybody that's rapped like Cameron like since before or since and and it's like he still has it because it's like he, he he did a dope uh funk Frex freestyle not too long ago um he he put out losing weight part three early, I think that was either late last year or early this year like you know just just wrapping his ass off so like Cameron's like don't don't take what happened during that versus and think that like, the that, that's Cameron. because like he, he's definitely a top tier MC
1: yeah, that nigga was spitting on that song. This nigga said, we say, I got Luger to Ruger. Hit him from Rooter to two. chick from Hooter to Hooter. <laughs> yeah. I put two in producers. I'm the real ball story of the story of losers. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like that nigga was spitting on that same exact song.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, like, that purple, some of the songs on Purple Haze is just, like, like, the, 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 the thing with Cameron is, his like bar structure and like like the way he sets yeah. up like those stanzas where like you know like you said like I'm the I get the computers putin', I get the shooters shooting like like uh I get the hoopers hoop and or, or some shit yeah, like yeah. that like you know Y'all just get shot out
1: call me I do the shooting. I do yeah. a recruit. I tutor the students. I nurture their brain. I'm moving the movement. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, like, you
0: said better ones than me. Like, yeah. The, yeah. Th- that's, that's the shit I be talking about. Like,
1: yeah, it's like... I'm like, y'all niggas don't hear this? Like... Yeah. Say, whether Buddhist or Buddha. That's Judas or Judah. Like, oh, this nigga different, yo. This nigga... Like, like <laughs> that nigga can't know something. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I like it. I like how anytime somebody says, "Yo, that nigga knows something," like <laughs> it, it, don't make, it don't make no sense. Like he, he got some yeah.
1: secrets. Like yeah, this nigga, he's nigga he's in the secret hall, the secret place. <laughs> he's <said the, laughs> he at the, the secret place. place. Yeah, like that shit different.
0: But uh, you know, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast for this week. We want to thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next week for an all new episode make sure that you like comment subscribe tell your friends about this shit because we're coming every week we don't take no weeks off there's no rest there's no none of that over here we just gonna drop fire content keep getting you through your drives and your weeks and all of that type of shit so keep fucking with us this is the last man podding
1: when it's repping top i get on extra ground